0: Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What. I'm Mimi Robinson and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi update. Y'all, okay, so first of all, ignore my voice. I'm not going to tell you it's 7 33 in the morning (laughs) and I am recording this episode. I feel like since the last episode, my life has sped up to like warp speed. There's so much going on, and I was determined to finally get this episode out. And so (laughs) I woke up way before I needed to wake up, and I was like, you know what? I got time. The house is quiet. I'm going to tiptoe downstairs and record the podcast. So I'm actually recording in the study where my husband and son generally are doing work in school. Um, but in the name of getting it done, here we are. All right. So it's been a minute. I'm sorry, but not sorry. Uh, life is always going to come first, but I'll tell you what's been going on. So first of all, happy Pride Month. We are firmly in the month of June. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, we surprised here with a car. So my team got his permit. I told y'all back in like December and we had been on the hunt for a car and then like used cars shortage got real crazy. People were getting their tax returns and their stimulus. So we had to hold that search and then we were able to do it. So it's been about a few weeks now. I think it was the top of the month when he got his car. So that means he and babe have been out on the road and he's teaching him how to drive. I have not been in a car with him yet actually you know what he hasn't driven with anybody but his dad um I check in with him I ask him how it's going how he feels about it um and then of course I'll also get the cliff notes from my husband to check in and see how it's going (laughs) and how uh, Nasir is doing so he's doing well obviously still in a learning phase but he's definitely getting the hang of it and he said he's getting a little more comfortable with it which is nice um I remember learning to drive, and I was a bit scared shitless, so I totally understand. Um, What else? I finally saw my barber, y'all. Mm. So I think it was last week I finally went to see DJ CJ to get my hair cut. I had not seen him since March of 2020, so it was a nice reunion. Uh, What else went on? Oh, school year wrapped up, duh. So the kids finished school on Tuesday. Um, I now officially have a senior in high school and a fourth grader. So even though his senior year uh, didn't officially begin in my eyes until yesterday, y'all, it has been full court press and sis is tight. That's part of the reason why I'm just now getting around to this um, podcast episode. So senior year for me was eons ago. I graduated in 1997. And while I remember enjoying it, I didn't remember all of the stuff going on. And uh, honestly, I didn't do probably half the stuff that my son has going on. So there's that part. So he took his SATs. He had an AP exam. And then on Monday, I took him to get his senior pictures done. Yes, school didn't end until Tuesday. But he has already taken his senior pictures. Listen, I'm just going to be firmly planted in my feelings between now and next fall when he goes off to college. Like already, already. I thought I had some time, but no, life was like, uh, gotcha, bitch. So uh there's a lot of senior stuff going on. Uh We're working on scholarships and internships and all the other things that um, one needs to do to prepare for college, to prepare their kid for college. Uh, summer jobs that all of that stuff y'all writing essays getting letters of recommendation Um, so if you don't know I did not go to college I did not attempt to go to college I did not have college on my radar I didn't go through this process so it's very new to me now my husband is an engineer Um, he wants to be a mechanical engineer and he went through this process back in 96 here's the thing beloved we were just getting Al Gore's internet in the 96 area So whatever process he went through was very archaic. It was like, print out this form, fill out this form, or it was probably more like, (laughs) I'll mail you this form. You complete the form, you mail it back to me, and then we wait. So everything is online, which is nice and convenient, but we wanna make sure we're being uh, competitive. So his grades and stuff speak for themselves. He's an honor roll student. He's in science and tech. He's got all AP honors classes and stuff. Um, he's starting dual enrollment at the end of the month, which means he'll be taking a college class this summer that will earn him a math credit and a college credit. So we are doing all of the things um, to help him get where he wants to go. So that is uh, the summer project that will occupy a lot of my time. Um, obviously reaffirming his independence and encouraging him and making sure he's advocating for himself, but. Also, being a parent, which means we must shepherd this process. Um, conversely, I'm also dealing with puberty and the other kid. So, yeah, um, when you take a drink, think of me. When you say your prayers, think of me, because sis got a whole lot going on. In the meantime, between time, um, I have gotten me a new planner so I can be organized and keep all of this shit afloat. Um, and We're headed out on vacation. We're headed out on vacation today. So when I tell y'all I love y'all, I miss y'all, and I'm up in a 730 hour, which I don't get up that early generally for the work week either, um, to get this out, I meant I was working on it. All right. So that's, uh, uh, that's all for your Mimi update stay tuned I'll tell you guys about the vacation how it goes Um, of course if you're following me on social as you should you can definitely see a snippet oh one thing so I have started doing this challenge that LaShawn put together and it's called 15 seconds of summer and it has been a joy for me to do so what you do is you're capturing video snippets of your day and then you shrink them down to 15 seconds and you share that every day so Today I'll share a snippet of yesterday. So I post mine the day after they happen. Um, but it has been a lot of fun to just capture the day. It's some crazy shit going on. Anyway, all right, that's it for your Mimi update. Alright, y'all. So let's get into a pop culture update. Um I've had these notes for a while. I've updated them. Some some of this information is new, some of it is not as new. So the not as new part, I'll kind of just glaze over. Um, I feel like everyone should know by now that uh, Howard University has decided to name their College of Fine Arts after Ch- Chadwick Bozeman, who is an alumni. Um, we already talked about Felicia Rashad being named the dean. So this is even more fitting. And um, if you live under a rock, maybe you haven't heard, but you should have, that Na- uh, Naomi Osaka quit the French Open due to her mental health. And she's a fucking badass. And I support that shit 100%. All right. Also, Amazon original Mary J. Blige is putting out her story. So the trailer is out and I have the excites. Y'all know I love a movie, a documentary about celebrity, about celebrity lives. And this is giving us a glimpse into Mary I feel like we've not had before, which makes it even better. Y'all know, I told you, I have watched Whitney over and over and over again um, every time they do a new movie, but I've not seen one on Mary. So this one makes it a little more fun for me and definitely a bit more exciting. So let me tell you a little about what's happening. So it's diving deep into her life. Um, In a trailer, she mentions that my life was her darkest album ever, um, she was mostly just depressed and didn't want to live um and then obviously it goes on you know to share her road to stardom from the beginning and to now um one of the mm, ongoing i guess jokes kind of thing about mary and her music is when mary is hurting her music is the best um when life is giving her the ultimate test she is blowing it out uh and her music reflects that my favorite ones are probably her darkest albums In all honesty um, I be singing along like I've been through this shit And I've never done uh, Hardcore drugs and shit like that I've not had the experiences That she's had with men in the industry And stuff but when you be alone Alone in your car singing You be like damn bitch he did that to us No no, he didn't but she sings With such passion and intensity That you feel like you've been through it too So no surprise here, Diddy is the, uh, one of the executive producers on the project. I already told you it's a collab with Amazon and it drops on June 25th. Here is an extra gem for those of you in the DC, Maryland area where I reside. So um, in celebration of this new project that Mary has coming out with Amazon, um, I'm giving away some passes for a virtual screening of the film. So I guess in essence, you don't have to be local. So uh, I'll have a link and um, I'll send it out. I'm going to post it to social and the advanced screening is on Tuesday, June 22nd at 730. And I have 25 passes for a giveaway. Okay. So that means it's first come first serve, but because I love you and y'all my squad, I got you. So. Um, if you go to the Mimi Cute Lips page on Facebook, you'll see the link there. If you go to the Mimi Cute Lips Instagram page, if you click the link in bio, there is a banner there for you to click and get your tickets. So you're welcome. No need to thank you. All right, moving on. So Maxim Magazine has made history and I'm here for it. Y'all know i be all in my feelings about the first black person to do this. The first woman to do that. Yeah. Here's another one. But this bitch earned it, okay She is body goals So, Tayana Taylor Is the first black woman to top Maxim's hot 100 list Um, She is currently on the cover of the July-August 2021 issue Honestly, I'm sure that issue is not out I don't know, but I have seen the cover issues On their Instagram account Her body is hella sick Hella, hella sick Um, Her body is goals And uh, her stomach has been fired She done close out two kids um, Now I do also understand that she's got A much younger body than mine But if ever there was a person Not only does she have Muscles and abs and shit But she still got Thickness to her The good lord didn't give me that natural thickness Because he know I'd be All out here in the street Sharing it with the world But her body is for me The best of both worlds So Shout out to her and clearly her, her her workout routine. All right, moving on. So Harry and Meghan are the proud parents of two. You should have heard this by now. They announced that their daughter had arrived. Um, she arrived on Friday, June 4th at 11.40 a.m. And they named her Lilybeth Diana Mountbatten Windsor. So she's obviously named after the queen. I don't know. Did y'all know that? <laughs> she's named after the queen. And then obviously Harry's mom, uh, Princess uh, Diana also known as Princess of Wales. Um, what's interesting about it is she's the firstborn royal in the United States and has dual dual citizenship in the UK. I think that's pretty dope. They'll call her Lily for sure, of course. Um, I can't wait to see pictures. I think their family is uh so freaking cute. All right, moving on. Issa Ray has a new role. I stand for Issa. Um Oddly enough, I met her way back in the day when her book dropped the first time. And at the time, I didn't know a whole lot about her. Babe put me on game because he knew, he followed her. He was watching her videos and stuff. And so uh, I have been celebrating her ever since. And now y'all know Insecure is wrapping up, but she is taking on a, a rather badass role of a different variety. She is joining the cast of the sequel to uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and uh, it's an animated uh, project. If you have not seen the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, it's really dope. Uh, My son is a fan of Miles Morales, um, and so she is going to be Jessica Drew, and she's better known as Spider-Woman. So, the sequel is scheduled to debut um, on October 7th of next year. So... We got a whole lot of It's going to be a minute, but we will be waiting. Um, the first movie was really dope. So I hope that this one keeps the same energy. Um, there's a lot of black people on this project as they were the winners. They won some Oscars and stuff for the first one. So yeah. Um, okay. I'm not going to recap these. Oh, wait, I know. Okay. So the resident, I, y'all know, I have firmly been watching a resident and I've talked about Dr. Davy before. So for their new season, um, which will be season five, I'm assuming coming out in the fall, Dr. Davy has been upgraded to a series regular. So she came to Chastain as a surgical intern and she um, has dyslexia, which she talks about, but she's bomb. She's so good at her job. Um, so I'm it's super excited to see what that means. Her and Dr. Pravesh was getting hot and steamy in the season finale. And so I feel like maybe I'll get the desired outcome that I want. I don't know. We'll have to stay tuned. But it's nice to know we'll see more of her. Um, That kiss was serious, y'all. All All right, moving on. Um, Billy Porter. Y'all know Billy Porter is out here doing his thing. Pose has wrapped up. Um, I talked about his episode of him uh, sharing his truth that he's been HIV positive for years on the Tamron Hall show. And not to be undone or to stop there, he also has a book coming out. So it's currently available for pre-order. It comes out October 19th, which is a day after my birthday. And it's called Billy Porter's Unprotected. Um, It's the life story of um, being a survivor, a singular artist and a survivor. And those are his words. (laughs) Um, I don't know all of his journey, just bits and pieces from interviews and things of that nature. But um, I am excited to hear about what else he has going on. Um, so I will say, uh, he also has a shoe line that, did it come out? Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it came out or not. I can't recall, but he has an exclusive shoe line, high heels and things. So his style, some of them are really, really fun. Some of them are classic, but he has partnered with Jimmy Choo. I mean, if you're going to do the damn thing, then do the damn thing. So, Billy is out here. So, the prices range from $650 to 1095 This is Jimmy Choo we're talking about. Um, and Jimmy Choo will be donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which is a nonprofit that helps in uh, suicide among the LGBTQ youth. Um, which you know is definitely a passion project for billy um i am excited for him i think this is so his lane when he steps out be it on the carpet or whatever he always slays he never disappoints so his shoes definitely come across as his style as you see them you're gonna be like yeah that's so billy um which to me is the sign of a great collaboration um it goes all the way up i think to like a women's 15 in shoe size which is hella big but um for the lady boys who enjoy uh women's clothing um i imagine that that's probably why they go up so high um but yeah y'all billy is out here shaking and baking it all right moving on kevin hart has yet another show um y'all know his movie drops this weekend I think it comes out tomorrow, Fatherhood, which I'm so fucking excited to watch on Netflix. Um, This time, this new show is way different. It is Kevin Hart's Muscle Car Crew. It's giving me Jay Leno car vibes. I don't know if you watch Jay Leno's show. Jay Leno is a big car enthusiast. And this kind of put me in a mind, probably only hella black and more entertaining. Um, So it's an automotive themed like adventure show. And it'll follow Kevin and the Plastic Cup Boys. If you don't know who the Plastic Cup Boys are, you are clearly not a Kevin Hart fan. But the Plastic Cup Boys are his homeboys. His homeboys that they also have a podcast. Um, they've done some other stuff together. Um, but they've done some anima- animated movie voiceover work. The Plastic Cup Boys in particular. Um So this should be fun. This should be really fun to watch. So they're going to try and like upgrade, repair and restore cars. Um, So some years ago, Kevin gifted them their favorite classic car, which is such a dope idea. I want to say it's about maybe five of the plastic cup boys. So I imagine like most men, um, because Babe has done it, they kind of sit around and talk about like their dream classic car and when Kevin bought them, it was, you know, like a gift of appreciation, but to me, it's such a thoughtful gift. One, I'm sure them things ain't cheap. Obviously Kevin's not hurting, although I'm not counting his coins, but, um, I like thoughtful gifts and I feel like something like that is like hella thoughtful. Like you put a lot of thought into, and energy into that to take note and then to find them. And so in the trailer for the show, you see all of them and their are in their cars. So they pull up individually And you kind of like get introduced to them in that way and see their car, which I feel like probably speaks to their personality. Either way, I think it'll be fun. Um, So all of them are married with kids and like settled. Uh, The show premieres on July 2nd. Here is the only downfall I see for this particular show. You um, You can only watch it on the Motor Trend app. I'm not sure what that is exactly. I imagine it's maybe an app that only car enthusiasts have. So uh, I don't know how popular it is, but I definitely feel like because it's isolated to just that platform, it may hinder viewership. But if you are committed, you can check out the Motor Trend app. I don't know if it's free or not, but that's where it's going to be. All right. So on the last episode, I recapped the All Rise season finale and somehow I missed the ball. That although it was the season finale, it was also the series finale because the show has been canceled. How did I miss that? I want to say I'm sad, but I'm not sad. They had a good thing going. I feel like it was ruined a bit. Um, I didn't like the storyline of Lola having a baby and not being in a courtroom. And I feel like that really hurt the last season. Um, so it was a good wrap up. I'll say they wrap the stories up. As best they could, um, but yeah, uh, I wish it could have done better. I wish it could have lasted longer. But from where they were, it was definitely time. All right. So also, The Godfather of Harlem has put us on hold. So the last episode came out a, a few weeks ago at this point, and now they're on break until August eighth, which I feel like is hella rude. Um, why do we have to wait so long? The whole summer just about. The season had returned. We were only six episodes in and now they are like, yeah, so calm your tits. We'll be back August 8th. Anyway, what I did see was in the previews for the next episode, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Whoopi Goldberg is joining the cast. So I don't know who she's going to be and what she's going to be doing, but um, it should be fun. All right, moving on. Essence. So Essence Fest is still taking place. It is digital this year and they're kicking off the f- the festival uh, a little differently this year. So they're going to host a versus battle on July 1st and they haven't revealed who the battle will be between, but I don't know that I care. Matter of fact, last night I was scrolling a gram and I realized there was a versus of Trina and Eve and I didn't care. Also... I noticed that nobody on my timeline on IG or the Book of Face seemed to care, which makes me wonder, is this whole versus thing over? I definitely enjoyed some of them. Some of them I didn't watch because the artists didn't interest me, but I don't know. It took off so fast and so hard. It was definitely a welcome break to us being cooped up in a house during the pandemic But now that people are vaxxed and waxed and out here in these streets, and I don't know, it might have gave all that it was supposed to have gave, and I don't know, we might have to give up here. We'll see. Anyway, that's it for your pop culture update. Okay, so let's get into what Mimi is watching. I feel like I've been watching a lot of TV. So, okay, one of my new loves is the Netflix show Fresh Fried and Crispy. Y'all, as a fat-ass lover of fat snacks, this show speaks to my soul. <laughs> it gives me diners, drive-in, and dives vibes, which is a show I used to like, but more soulful and entertaining. Like, the host's energy is everything. He makes up all kinds of scenes. He makes everything look like it's the most delicious thing you have ever eaten in your life. And that alone has me hooked. So, it is eight episodes and it's hosted by (laughs) dame drops his real name is damon patterson so he started out as a youtuber in 2012 and he had a five guys video go viral and he's about to send me on a food tour like typically when i whenever i vacation i always plan our what we're going to eat especially with my girlfriends they're like me where we going what we gonna try i'm always looking for new places delicious places and places like shows like this that mention like they talk about and take you behind the scenes and I'm like oh I want to go here and I want to try this restaurant that I saw so this is just what I love so if you don't know Dame is a black guy matter of fact he had a small piece in the Popeye's commercial um I think he was like in his car through the drive through trying out his food or something um he is a big guy. He's a handsome guy. He is a hilarious guy, and he is made for television. So each uh, of the eight episodes stops into a new city. So they go to St. Louis, uh, Missouri, Savannah, Georgia, Vegas, Baltimore, Maryland, San Diego, California, Denver, Colorado, and then Cleveland, Ohio. Um, Yeah, he even tried a vegan spot which was owned by this dope ass black woman and she blew his mind. Apparently, he is not into vegetables. <laughs> he is hella passionate about his food and uh yeah. You will salivate. Do not watch this show hungry or you will feel like you are starving. All right. So, um this is us wrapped up from this for the season since the last time we chatted. I'm not going to recap the episode because it's been a minute. Um, I hated the season finale. That much I will share with you. Uh, Kevin and Madison didn't get married. I wasn't surprised. Um, and then there's a flash forward of Kate uh, getting married again. So I guess at some point her and Toby don't work out. We do know that the fall season is the final season it is the series finale so they will do more flash forwards which they already do now we've seen like scenes of Tess and the kids grown in previous episodes so they'll make it make sense but um I don't know um I definitely felt away at the finale I was like um I don't know all right Rebel so I have freaking enjoyed Rebel they signed off um, as they were also canceled, they will not be renewed for a second season. Um, they had 10 episodes and they were good. They did such a great job of wrapping up the storyline in the season. They gave us some plot twists towards the end that clearly I didn't see coming. Um, I feel like it had all of the makings for a good show. So I hope another network picks it up and continues to air it because it was good. All right, moving on. Um, Lupin, It looks like Lupin, L-U-P-I-N on Netflix. It has returned. It dropped on June 11th. And Omar Sy returned as the title character of Lupin. And Nasir and I watched all five episodes. So y'all know Nasir and I watch TV together when I'm doing his hair. And I had to give him fresh twist for his senior pictures. And we binged the whole thing. Y'all, it was good. It was so good. It was so, so good. They gave us the same energy from... Well, they Instead of calling it seasons, they call it parts. So in part two, they gave us the same energy that they came with in part one. I appreciate their consistency. It did not drop off in one single instance. Like I was still on the edge of my seat. Like, wait, what's happening? Wait, how did we get here? What's going on? Like y'all, they left us hanging again. So they tease a part three on the screen And I hope that means that they are, in fact, coming back for a part three. They have been trending since it dropped. And I feel like, how could they not? All right, moving on. So, The shy. It's a lot going on on The shy. So, Jason Weaver has appeared. Um, We knew he was coming. He's problematic as fuck. He was not in the last episode, which was good because I don't like his character. Um, Corey Hardrick, who is married to Tia Mori Hardrick, joined the cast, y'all his cat his uh his character is gonna all he do is have sex yeah (laughs) um the episodes are still good I'm still invested we found out Emmett's mom Jada has breast cancer and her young piece of penis discovered while filling her up uh he was her masseuse and clearly serving happy endings um (laughs) <laughs> so there's that um, two episodes ago we saw Vic Mensa in an episode we knew he was coming to his character didn't serve any real purpose but he was in it so whatever um, Emmett decided to confess to Tiffany that he had um, cheated on her and fucked his business partner Cha and now she is on a whole tour she been uh, sexing and romancing the uh, Corey Hardrick's char- character so he is also a customer. So initially they were like flirty before she found out, but she kept it business and you know, she sells weed. <laughs> so he got his weed or whatever she left. And then once Emmett told her, told her that, she promptly left their argument and went and had sex with that man and has continued to do so. So now she has proposed this open relationship. Of course that Emmett is not liking, but uh, she is living her best life. So I don't know more to come on that. Uh, I don't know where they're going with this and how long this is going to play out, but here we are. Then Tracy's hot ass went for Duda um, and his wife, Candy. Yeah. Okay, so she had been flirting with her, this girl's husband and Candy walked in on them making out. This heifer told him to keep going. She likes to watch. Firmly planted her ass on the sofa and watched like this was TV. Um, Jake has clearly fallen for Gemma and... I don't know. It's weird. First of all, Jake and Kevin are best friends. That was Kevin's girl. Gemma is obnoxious as fuck. She is so obnoxious to me. Like she means well, but she does too much. Um, They previously hated each other. So I don't know how we got here. Well, we know how we got here, but I don't know why we're here. Um, They're holding hands and kissing and clearly violating a bro bro code. And it's going to be hurtful to Kevin. (laughs) It's your homeboy. I don't know why we needed this part of the story. We'll stay tuned. Um, Keisha is about to have his baby soon. So, we got to see more of Tabitha Brown. And she's a badass. She was heavy in the last episode since it kind of focused on that a lot. And I am, um, I'm excited to see this play out. I really am. I think she's a nice, welcomed addition to the story. And I think her and Keisha j- gel well. So, we'll have to see. Um, I hope they don't wait till like the season finale for this child to have his baby, but we'll see. All right, moving on. So there is a new show that I am also watching. It's more of a, I don't, it's not an unsolved mysteries. There's, it's a crime drama, I would say. True crime. So it's called Infamy when fame turns deadly and it's hosted by Monica. Yep. The, uh, singer Monica. So. Um, I used to watch Monica's reality show and she is a certified mortician. That is the family business. And she works the family business when she has time. Y'all know she'd be booked and busy, but now she's hosting the show. So it's a uh, true crime series. It's on VH1 and it first premiered on June 7th. So they've dropped two episodes. Yes, I've watched two episodes. Um, the first one was about former NBA star, uh, Lorenzen Wright, who played for the Memphis, uh, grizzlies y'all it was a whole crazy ass story i'm not familiar with this story um maybe if you are a fan if you're into basketball you probably were at the time when it happened this man was reported missing he is six foot eleven how does how does such a big person go missing obviously they don't um yeah it was a whole mess so i'm not gonna give you the full rundown but there was an interesting thing that they pointed out in episode and i was like wait what so he went missing. It took nine days for them to find his body. He went from weighing 225 pounds at six foot 11 to weighing 57 pounds when they found him. Yo, that's crazy. Of course, his ex-wife has some shit to do with it. And then the other story was about, um, I don't remember the girl's name. She was the wife to a popular DJ in Atlanta and she was murdered. As it turns out, of course, her current husband has something to do with it a whole mess, but I like true crime stories. Like tell me what happened and then walk me through the process. It's real first 48 ish, which is a show that I've loved since it came on. So um, if you're into that kind of thing, you can definitely check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. She's a good person to narrate. She definitely has this kind of like monotone voice that is both soothing, soothing and probably eerie at the same time, but it's a good show. All right, so what else? Um, I started watching um, this new HBO show. It's called Pause with Sam Jay. Um, it's a few episodes in. I think they're like either at episode four or five. And they have, it's a six episode series. So I've watched the first two. And I'm not sure if it would get on my nerves or not. It has some funny in it. So Sam J is... Uh, Professionally known by that name. And she's a stand-up comedian and writer. She was a writer for SNL and she left them. Um, She's performed stand-up on like Jimmy Kimmel and Comedy Central and some other places. And now she has her own show on HBO. Um, She's a lesbian. Not that that necessarily matters. Um, She's a masculine presenting lesbian. She's funny. um, And I like the topics. It actually puts me in the mind of kind of like probably like my dream show. But some of it loses me. I haven't figured out why. And I think that's the part that borders on it being obnoxious. Um, But Babe and I watched the two episodes. Like I said, there is some funny in it. It's not a scripted show. It's not like a TV show. It's like probably is honestly like listening to a podcast. So it's her. And she's like chilling around with a bunch of her friends and they're just having conversation. And then she'll do some like one-off interviews, you know, around some of the topics that they're having. And the topics are good. So the first episode was about cooning. Yes, cooning, like shucking and jiving cooning. And then um, the other one was called TMZ. Um, so the headers that they give for the people they interview are hilarious. Um, and like I said, the topics are good. I don't know. It's not a show that would be at the top of my watch list. But um, if I am i don't have anything else going on, you know, with the summer wind down happening and stuff, I might be like, oh, let me get caught up and see what I've been missing. So let me know if you've watched and how you feel about it. Um, I don't know if it'll last multiple seasons or whatever. I don't know anything about the ratings, but um, not horrible, but... Not my favorite show I think I saw a preview of something And I was like oh what's that Let me check that out That seems like something that might be my speed Alright moving on So The Shop finally came back The Shop Uninterrupted Which is uh, LeBron James and Maverick show uh, I love The Shop I probably say that every time I talk about it The episodes are few and far between I don't even know what the schedule is I feel like it's less frequent than once a month I imagine the schedule is when LeBron has time But this time Uh, Of course, it was LeBron. It was Maverick. Jay-Z was on. Bad Bunny was on. uh, Nanika was on. She is a uh, L.A. Sparks basketball player and Paul Rivera. So it's always good conversation. I have had an affinity for the barbershop and its energy and conversation and vibes since I was a teenager. Love, love, love barbershop chatter. (laughs) Um, Long before I was going to actually get a haircut. Uh, So. They asked, I feel like, which is the infamous question that you ask rappers. Um, So they asked Jay-Z, what was his favorite album he's done? And he said he had two. Reasonable doubt. He said the writing was incredible. And then Blueprint, it was such a vibe that he can't recreate. He wrote nine songs in one weekend. So um, I know those are kind of conversations that people love to debate about hip hop. But I do like that he answered the question. Um, I don't like when people kind of, you know, dance around and be like, oh, I don't know. Like he, without hesitation. Now I'm sure he has had a lot of practice because I'm sure people ask him that a lot. Um, He also shared that he never learned to swim until Blue was born. Um, He learned to swim because he couldn't fathom Blue falling into the water and him not being able to save her. Conversely, I cannot swim. I took swimming lessons once. I was 31 when I took these swimming lessons. I completed level 1 and I had all intent to continue to, uh, to continue on. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have uh, every intention to continue on. I found out I was pregnant and all I did was sleep. So there was that. Um so because I cannot swim, I did not obviously learn to swim. I could probably not die in water from what I did learn, but I made sure that my children could swim so that they could save themselves. So, uh you could be like me and make sure your kids can swim, but also be better than me and probably make sure you can swim too. All right. So then there was uh, the Mike Tyson, the knockout. This was a two-part series. Um, It was good. It was so good. It was long, like uh, an hour and a half, I think for each part. One part came out one week and the second part came out the next week. I cannot remember what network it was on, but uh y'all know i already told you i like stories about people's lives and i know bits and pieces about mike Tyson's story but this was a good cradle to the grave kind of thing obviously obviously he's not dead but i mean in terms of how he started how he got there what the road was like and then where he is now so it was on abc so i enjoyed it immensely um he he had a lot going on um I think that part is no secret to the masses, but they definitely went into detail about it. And so um, some of it is just like, whoa. Uh, They were showing pictures of him as a teenager. He looked like a grown ass man. He was so big and so muscular. You thought he was an adult when in fact he was still a child. So it was very good. It was very well done. And in the last episode, they actually sit down and talk with him. And so one of the things I didn't realize, even though babe and I watched his show, he used to have about him training pigeons and stuff, but he's been into the whole pigeon thing since he was a little boy, which I somehow missed or forgot, but it was really good. If you like docu-series about lives, celebrity lives and stuff, that's an excellent one. Or if you're just a Mike Tyson fan, it was very well done. All right, moving on. So I also watched Blue Miracle, which was a movie on Netflix. I watched it because it was trending. Y'all know I like to scroll the top 10 things on Netflix and see what they're about. And then if they pique my interest, then I'll check them out. And so that's how I got to Blue Miracle. So it's about a cash strapped orphanage and the guardian and his kids partner with a, (laughs) a washed up boat captain for a chance to win a lucrative fishing competition. So this movie is... It's a feel good story of triumph and um, heartbreak and community active. Like it's just a feel good story. It's a family story. Um, It's based on a true story though, which obviously I did not find out until I got to the end. So spoiler alert, it's based on a true story. Um, And it was really, really good. Um, I won't tell you the outcome or the details um, because I want you to watch it. But it was a really, really endearing story. I was definitely, um, invested. So, um, it is, it I can't remember where it was trending, but obviously it was trending. Um, it's got enough funny in it and it's got, I don't know. I feel like all of the makings for a good movie, all of the things that, um, kind of suck you in. The boys are funny. They're adolescents. They say and do foolish stuff. Um. But the guy that runs the orphanage Is time enough for them Let me tell you He was on them Um, And of the cast I don't I think there was only one Familiar face And that was Dennis Quaid I didn't know any of the other castmates Which I appreciate I like to see new shows New movies with new people So that was one of them All right, moving on So Black Love Doc I'm still watching. Um, every episode is just as good as the last, uh, season. Nope. Episode three was about first come loves me and his voice. Y'all know it's still early. Um, first comes love and then comes. And so that was like a baby talk episode. They talked about the struggles of infertility and having autistic children and autism diagnosis and chronic disease and stuff like that. um, so one of the couple's daughter's bodies wouldn't stop growing tumors. It was a random gene mutation as their other kids didn't have it. But the conversation was really good. It's always really. Listen, the husband and wife team that does a black love uh, doc always does a bomb job. They allow the couples to give you the information and to share their journey and their experience. But they're always so supportive of them in the storytelling. And that's one of the things that I really like. I told you I'll watch the show and it's like couples therapy for me. Um, episode four was about faith and fear. And then episode five was about give and take. Um, all of the topics are relatable to any couple, whether you you don't have to be married to watch it, you could be single. Um, but it's just always really, really good information. So I like to soak up the tips Um Generally, our stories aren't for us, they're for other people. And so there are definitely things to be learned from watching the show outside of just looking at some of your favorite celebs, chat about their relationships and stuff like that. Um, It's definitely the more human side of the celebrities that do participate. Um, We're so used to seeing them in the limelight and being the star that you get, you know, a behind the scenes look. And obviously, (laughs) spoiler alert, they're regular just like us. All right, so um, what else? Oh, nope, wrong key. I was supposed to say Nasir and I. Nori and I watched Dog on Trouble, which is a hilariously cute animated movie on Netflix. She and I watched it while I was doing her hair. And then in turn, we watched it again after Nasir and I finished Lupin. So he's now seen it. Um, It's a cute story. It's really funny. It's about a pampered dog named Trouble who has to live in the real world (laughs) after trying to escape his owner's greedy family members. Um, Snoop Dogg is in it, which I did not know until we were watching the movie. It was super, super funny. Uh, definitely a great family movie. It was also trending. And so, um, that's how I came to watch it. I knew I had to do her hair and I was like, oh my girl, this looks like something we'd be into. Let's watch it. And then lastly, uh, me, Nasir, and Nori watch The Wish Dragon, which is also a Netflix movie. The animation is so good. Oh my God, it's so good. So it is another family-friendly, obviously animated movie. Um, So it's about a determined teen named Den. And he is wanting to reconnect with his childhood best friend. And he meets this wish-granting dragon. (laughs) And the morals in it are really good. The storylines are really good. It's really funny. One of the dope things about it is... All the castmates are Asian, so it's based on Asian characters. Um, it's like, it reminds you, well, it kind of puts you in the mind of like an Asian ver- version of Aladdin, but better. The storyline is better. Um, there's more meat and potatoes to the movie. It's more than just an animated movie. Um, I've seen Aladdin and I thought this one was better, but it was really, really good. So if you are looking for something, you know, the kids are out of school, you need to keep them entertained or y'all just want to, you know, do a family night or whatever. Those two movies are really good animated movies to check out. Also, Blue Miracle, mm, that's not going to keep pique the interest of little kids. It's not animated. But if your kids are a little bit bigger, they'd probably be into it. So I think that's it for what Mimi is watching. I've watched a lot of TV and I've captured everything that I could recall. <laughs> All right, cutie. So what I didn't tell y'all was that I got out. I got out. I went to my first in-person press event and it was a lot of fun. I only did one in-person press event last year and that was around the show Woke and it was a drive-in movie style. And this one was a drive-in movie style too. So this one was a drive-in drag show. Y'all, I got my life. I got my life. Me and my bestie T went, and it was nice to get that old thing back. I miss taking over the world with her. (laughs) Our antics always lead to something, and this um, event was no different. We were out here having the time of our lives and living our best life, and we always make random friends along the way. So um, the Dragon Drive show was hosted in the parking lot of Wheaton Mall, if you're in my area, and you know where that is, and... It's literally what it sounds like. It's a drive-in style drag show. So they have a big stage and the drag queens come out and drag us for Feel Funny and perform and all of that other stuff, which was dope. So if you are a drag queen fan, if you are a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, I'll tell you who was there. So um, it was hosted by Asia O'Hara. She was on season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And then um, Cameron Michaels performed. Uh, she was on season 10 as well. And then Got Mick was on season 13. Um, Candy Muse was on season 13. And I'm missing Vangie. I can't remember what season Vangie was on. But um, she was on. There may have been. I'm trying to think if there were some others. Um, we were outside. The weather. Mm, It was warm in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. It was warm. And then um, we kind of eased into the night and so it cooled off, but it was definitely um, hot in the beginning, like hot, hot, (laughs) hot, 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 hot. Oh, Vanjie was on uh, seasons 10 and 11. Um, So yeah, so they performed, they killed it. They are just as vulgar as I like my entertainment to be. Um, They were funny. They were fierce. They were fabulous. And it was the perfect introduction to me getting back into the out. Um, So they performed and the venue was based on the movie In The Heights, which was dope. So you had the stage, but everything around it from the food trucks to the like photo setups and stuff were all based on In The Heights. And that was really dope. So Um, I have posted pictures to the gram. You can definitely check those out. Um, The setup for the um, events, like the photo ops and stuff were bomb. They were so bomb. Whoever put them together killed it. And so I, I snapped it up. Now at the end of the show, which was really good. I had a chance to interview and chit chat with Vangie. Vangie is a a fan favorite. (laughs) And then got mick they were both so incredibly stunning beat for the gods they were fun to chat with they were entertaining they didn't hold back like i chatted with them like i chat with my girlfriends and i absolutely love that they were so welcoming and so inviting it was a good time um i have only seen bits and pieces of rupaul's drag race so i did not know them as well however t does so t gave me old t um and got me spun up so as i was waiting to interview them they're just all these people who are standing around mind you we're outside so everybody is like standing around they're just like fanning out and i was like yo it was fascinating to watch also because you are not know, have been cooped up in a house i haven't seen that in a long time um I mean, naturally they had security. So I interviewed them, had a good time. So after they finished, as they're walking back, literally, now they had security, but the crowd is following them. They're following them to get as close as they can. And it was so entertaining to me. Um, I already told you it's Pride Month. So it was a perfect opportunity. It was a fun way to celebrate pride. The outfits did not disappoint, did not disappoint. And I'm talking about from just the regular attendees. So good. So freaking good. Um, so yeah, that was dope. Okay. So we didn't do an advanced screening of the movie there, but I have watched it. So, um, and the Heights came out last Friday. It is in theaters and it's also on HBO max. So if you already have HBO, you could watch it at home if you want, or if you are uh, ready to get out and get something, then you can go to the theater and check it out. So, um, the movie is based on Washington Heights, which is in New York. And um, it is, mm, it's all about the Latinas. Let me just say that. It is a very, very Latin um, movie. It's done by Lim manuel Miranda. Um, and it stars Anthony Ramos, <clears throat> who I happen to like. Also Lim manuel Miranda's in the movie. Um, Mike Anthony is in the movie. Listen, all of the Latinas, um, are in the movie. Some of your favorites and probably some new favorites. Uh, Dianara, who was in Orange is the New Black. I have told y'all about this movie before it came out. It's in it. So, um, the energy of the movie was really good. Okay. Let me start this. I've told y'all this before. I'm not a huge fan of musicals. This movie is absolutely a musical. Absolutely. It was a Broadway situation. It's a musical, Um, yeah, with that said, I love the storyline. The storyline was entertaining. It was endearing. It sucks you in. Um, there's a lot of parts and pieces going on in the story. They do wrap it all up. Um, it's definitely the energy of family and community and coming together to overcome and things like that. So, um, it, Anthony Ramos' character owns a bodega. Hence, that was one of our backdrop options at the drive and drag show. <laughs> um, and he's just imagining this better life for himself, and he has to figure out what that looks like, how he's going to go about it, and also being true to his family, his neighborhood, and wanting to get away at the same time. So, it was it was entertaining. It's very musically. Now, there are musicals that I like. I like Annie. I like Dreamgirls. I like, I can't think of the name of one I fell in love with at Christmas time. Those are musicals. But this one is way more musically. Now, I believe this was a play, Broadway. And so that makes sense because that's the style. It's very musically, though. Um, there are quite a bit of Spanish-speaking scenes. Um... It wasn't a hindrance to me in the story, though. Um, based on the context, you can tell what's going on. So it's not like, what? What are they saying? What's going on? I don't understand. Like, y- you'll understand. Um, I love the storytelling in the movie. The story, the, the way that they told the story and the way it unfolds. And there was like a cute little surprise at the end. So would I watch it again? No, because it's too musically for me. But I think it was very well done. I did enjoy it. Um, and even though it was quite musically, I did really enjoy some of the songs. Um, I am happy for uh, the Latin community in a sense. I think this project was a really big one for them. Um, much like y'all know I'd be happy for the black folk and stuff like that. Um, and even like I just mentioned in that, uh, the Wish Dragon, it's an Asian movie filled with Asian characters. And I think it's important for all of us to be able to tell our stories. So black people should be able to tell their stories. Asian people should be able to tell their stories. Latinos should be able to tell their stories. And um, that's what you get. And I think it's better when you have Latin people telling their own truths, their own stories, sharing their own cultures versus somebody interpreting what they think it is. And so... um, kudos to Lin-Manuel you could definitely whenever he did press you could always see his sense of pride um, about the movie and what it means to him and I think that was really really dope Um, Anthony Ramos is always fun to see on screen Um, so I say give it a go I say check it out Um, be entertained if you love a musical this one is for you (laughs) Definitely for you Um, I spent my first seven years of life living in the Bronx And so some of it was very nostalgia for me Um, When I lived in the Bronx We didn't have swimming pools around And our way of summer fun was to pop the fire hydrants And play in the water in the streets And that was like something the whole block did And so there's some scenes in the movie Where they're doing that And I was like yes This is a picture of my childhood right here It was a little more you know mixed with some brown kids in a mix, but, um, black brown kids. Um, but this is what it looked like. It was everybody out in a block, just hanging out, the kids running through the fire hydrant water. Now you'll probably go to jail for that. Now I'm sure they do not allow you to do that. Not that it was allowed per se back then in the eighties, but, um, the fun police just were not out like they are now <laughs> they would just wait to the end of the day and they come out and turn the water back off on the fire hydrant which is how it worked in the city so if you are from a city you may be familiar with this practice um back in the day obviously not now they'll find your ass <laughs> probably put you in jail and some other stuff but um it was enjoyable if um if you're from New York, it's definitely nostalgia if you spend any amount of time there. It will definitely take you back to um, simpler times, to happy times in your childhood and that kind of thing. So I say check it out. And if you've already watched it, let me know what you think. Um, Lynn manuel has been killing it from Hamilton to this. Like He's got one thing after the other and it's nice to see him shine.
1: Hello, beautiful. Oh uh, I'm, yeah. I'm Mimi of Mimi Cute Lips. Right. You ladies did an amazing job. Thank you. Okay, so is wait, anything wait. off limits when you guys are up there on the stage? Because y'all were wild. Off limits? I mean, maybe fire. But you never know. You never know. No, I want fire. I want it all. I feel like yeah.
2: there's nothing off limits it's for me. I think our imagination, uh, we want to do everything sometimes, to, you know, uh, realistically. Uh-huh. That might not all happen outside in the parking lot uh-huh. with the, the way the show's gonna run. So I don't think nothing's off limits. I think sometimes realistically shit ain't gonna happen. Yeah, so very to, like. I feel the like the good. second you get
1: too comfortable, it's boring. So you yeah, gotta push no, yeah. yourself at all times. Well, y'all kept it spicy. I know a lot of us are happy to be outside. Y'all look oh. like y'all were happy to be outside. Is it? A different feeling to be able to connect with the audience in person like did you guys miss that part yes i do
2: yeah i cannot i'm
1: no matter how it seems like i post a lot on instagram and stuff but mm-hmm. i cannot do Virtual, like just doing it for myself in my living room is not the tea for me. I need the, I need the applause. I need yeah. the bags, yes, I need the hollering. Right.
2: You know, I'm from the islands. We, hug, we're very affectionate <laughs> and we, we are. We people, I'm uh, such a and, touchy person. Yeah. Like I want to touch. So, if, I you know, I'll look out to the front and try to vibe off the people. Uh-huh. But it's definitely different when you have that like distance uh, yeah. yeah, we'll make it work. Y'all killed
1: it. Yeah. We'll we'll like it definitely we'll really it. Okay, so it have y'all seen work. in the heights?
2: Yes.
1: What are we in for? What kind of treat can we expect to get when we watch?
2: it? Uh, a lot of culture, New York, the, um, showing how motivation, people, you know, working towards something, having a goal, uh-huh. you know. You know what I'm saying? And it made people you know, feel like, you know, like I don't know, kind of
1: nostalgic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. the families. I'm feeling a New York vibe. Exactly. I used to live right. in the Bronx when I was yeah, little. Yeah. So, so like, I'm that. feeling all of this,
2: all of the energy. It makes you want to buy a flight and go out to New York and be at just the Bombay. Yes. I need a patty and that. a cocoa bread, a cola yes. champagne. Find so somebody, uh, you know, hang out with the family, have the grandma cooking in the kitchen. Yes. It's very that.
1: Awesome. Okay, last question. If I'm leaving out, right, I have about maybe three to five articles of makeup. What should I put on? I
2: say a bold lip. Because it'll help take attention from whatever else. Like, you know, a good lip.
1: I would definitely say a lip. I would definitely say a mascara. A mascara. Okay. And for me, ooh, a brow, though.
2: And you need a brow. You need yeah. a brow. So maybe like a brow whiz that has double ended with them little. Okay. Thing. Oh, yeah. So you can do your brow. And then you can, you can take lip the brow stuff. You can blend it out in your eyes. Yeah. You yeah, can put the lips lip, and put
1: on the cheek multi-purpose okay. Okay. there is survival with makeup kit. I understand well thank you ladies so much thank you I appreciate it thank you, thank you. Thank you.
0: cheers alright cuties thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What thank you for listening subscribing sharing don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend I appreciate you all you can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social and as you continue the conversation don't forget to use the hashtag Mimi Said What until next time, cuties.